Full transparency. I understand the world better than anyone. There's sounds in the sky. The rapture is coming. Yeah. There's lizard people out there. We had a shop in Mormon when we lived in Mormon. Our family was in Mormon. Full fists are swinging by my face. I'm like, and then he would just kind of go on these little rants or tangent, tangent, whatever the word is. Nothing that's great in life is is easy, you know? Yeah. There's a nice quote that I feel like you're on your way to say. <laughs> Right, episode 43 let's uh let's get this volume check out of the way yeah we uh we apologize our last few episodes you probably noticed are quiet jesse's phone's been having issues i have an iphone 11 you think it would work great with this mic but it just doesn't compare with the sound and it's annoying so we're working on it yeah there's like a constant like debate of which phone is better the samsung or the iphone and now we know at least for that like if you're looking at doing like video content with mics like substantial difference between your iphone and my samsung s20 substantial although maybe the newest iphones i don't know what they're at maybe maybe they've upped their game but dude like like you have to turn the volume down when we have mine hooked up hey like it was loud yeah crazy and what what's happening with yours it's just flashing and then it'll stop the video recording that's why we're not using it everything works perfectly but every four and a half minutes it'll just go like it'll like it'll just flicker and then it kind of almost resets certain things Ah. so if i'm watching youtube on wide wide lens like full screen it'll just go poop and then it'll go back to like and i gotta click the button and restart just a glitch and then like video yeah it'll just stop the video entirely So, and then your video quality is better than mine too, right? Like the video clips we've been making, or is it not to do with that? I'm not exactly sure. I don't know. I, maybe, maybe. I think our video quality, like on TikTok, like you messaged me, I think that's getting worse because when you film it on like a wide lens, it's meant for that. So when you zoom in and you shrink mm. the format of it, you'll lose a bit of quality. Yeah. Plus, we're sending it back and forth. I'm running it through an app, then like an editing app and then posting it on TikTok. So it's, okay. yeah, I think there's a few reasons for that. So bear with us. We're going to try to talk loud and clear today. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm like sitting just a little bit closer. Yeah. And uh, we didn't plan to match either. Yeah. Shout out to LaBear's Construction. Yeah. yeah. These are, <laughs> these are dope shirts actually. Yeah. They did a, like it's good quality. Yeah. Is they, it they American Apparel? I don't know. Or is it Gildan? American Apparel. American Apparel is the way to go. Yeah. When MMAC did those classic black shirts with Modern Martial Arts Center, those ones fit so good. And sometimes you get, like, I think it's Gildan. I think some of our bang shirts are like that. Mm. They just have, like, the wide sleeves and you just... I call them pirate sleeves for some reason. Ah, just because, okay. like, they'll come out like this. I feel like yeah. pirates had, like, just these, like, they just cut the sleeves off and they would, like, poke out. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, American Apparel. Huh. It's amazing how it's all about the fit of things, hey? Oh, it's everything. <clears throat> It's everything, man. Like you're saying, Sean O'Malley going to thrift shops. You yeah. Know? It's like if it fits good and looks cool, he's in. Yeah. I was just reading about that today in that real estate book. Um, he's talking about the importance of like how you dress in business if you want people to take you seriously, you know, and it doesn't have to be like suit and tie all the time, but it's just like get clothes that fit. Right. You know, like you can have expensive clothes that don't fit properly and it makes you look like shit. You know? Right. Yeah. But. Yeah. Well, happy new year. Yeah. Happy new year, man. 2022. It yeah. feels like it's been like two weeks, but what, since we last talked? since we last did a podcast. Yeah. I know it does feel I like guess that, it's eh? Wednesday to Wednesday. It's been almost, yeah, we're, it's been a, over a week and a half, Yeah, but we haven't missed a week. It's just the way we aligned it. Right. So How are your holidays. 
probably better than yours. <laughs> yeah. You know, you don't, you had, you were sick, eh? Mine were good and bad. Jesse had COVID. Yeah. I'm yeah. Well, it's funny, hey, the, <laughs> I guess like the, the symptoms of, symptoms of Omicron sound like any other regular cold that people have been getting for the past 40 years. Yeah. You know, like this, the typical shit. So when you get like a little bit sick, you just automatically think, oh, maybe it's COVID, but it's like, no, you're probably just sick. Yeah. Like you always have been the years previous. Um, yeah, I got fucking crushed. I taught Friday morning and then... So that's Christmas Eve, I believe. So that would have been Christmas Eve. And then right after 6 a.m. class, I'm like, I don't feel very good. I, had to, I canceled my two privates that were coming in that morning. And I just laid on the mats for a little bit. And then I'm like, yeah, I gotta, I gotta get the fuck out of here. So I like laid down. I went to Aaron's place. And then <laughs> it was just like... Uh, and I'm, I'm still coming off it. You probably hear it in my voice. But... um. And then my van broke down. <laughs> so like, yeah, it was like, I was really sick. And then just the cold temperatures just crushed my van and just didn't oh, start. Man. So it's... it hasn't been running in like five days. Yeah. Four or five days. Man, it's a brutally cold Christmas break. Yeah. Like it's, it's like the new average right now. It's like minus 35 with a wind chill, 42. Yeah. How are you? Yeah, man. You know what though? It's, it's really nice. Like sometimes it's really hard to ask for help. You know, when you're like 33 and you just like, don't have the best living situation for whatever reason it can be like tough but i'm just fortunate that i have the the two people in my life like my mom and aaron to really like help me out during this time because without the van you know i'm immobile i can't really move um and then aaron has a condo but we both have dogs that don't really like each other they get pretty feisty oh really so that made it even more challenging i couldn't just have layla there so um, and with it being that cold, I just didn't want to leave her in the van by herself. Yeah. So my mom took Layla. She's been watching oh, okay. her, which is just a huge stress relief wow. for me. And then Aaron just, you know, I just was living at the condo yeah. for the holidays. So yeah. yeah, it was nice, man. Yeah. It's not always tough to like have help, but it's equally, it's really good when people are just willing to help you. you yeah. On your life that can help you. Yeah. You know, so that was sweet. So lots, me of, a ton. lots of chilling over the Christmas holidays. Yeah, it was like a, you know, man, sometimes the holidays, they're not even a fucking holiday. People are stressing out going to family gatherings. People are stressing out spending money on gifts. And so you get this break in air quotes, but really your anxiety levels or the, the, you know, the stress is still there because you have all these obligations that you don't always even want to do. Like sometimes when you take a break or a holiday, like you just want to fucking chill. Mm-hmm. Nothing. Yeah. But if, if I was healthy, like I, I would have had to go to a few more things, which I didn't go to because I was sick. But it was like a forced real break. I didn't go to the gym. I wasn't training. Yeah. You know, like I just chilled out. I, I would read. I would write a little bit. Um, and yeah, just like a true break, mm-hmm. which I, I felt like I needed. So it was kind of yeah. nice. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I went to my parents for a few days, but again, it's so cold we couldn't do a ton of stuff outside, but it was nice, man. I gave myself a little break, like I was still lifting and training a little, but not like overdoing the training, which is just kind of, it's the time of year to do it, you know? Like, yeah. I'm going to start next week fresh, and yeah. Um, do you get up too much for New Year's? New Year's Eve? No. Fuck no. But I do want to talk about the, the place Aaron and I went to. Yes, yes. I wanted to ask you about that. That was Bach. <sighs> Oh yeah, the 29th Monday, I think. Yeah, we went we went up Monday, got back Tuesday. So short and sweet, one night. But since Erin was taking care of me, she also got sick. <laughs> so yeah. we were we were both sick. She got the exact same thing that I did. Literally identical phases. Was it of like flu too. or cold? 
Uh, a little bit of both. Like, like it was like, um, it started in the head, just snotty nose. I had a, I was swallowing razor blades Friday night when I first got sick. I'm like, holy fuck, this sucks. Still smoke weed. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So yeah, I, I just really in my head. And then like the next couple of days, like I just felt it go to my body and then I, I had like sensitive skin and just achy, a bit of a fever. That's the worst. Oh it's, yeah. When it goes to your body, then you just, you can't even move. You know, yeah. I'd way rather be my head where I can still like walk a dog or function or get out of the, you know, condo. Yeah. Um, but anyway, we, we were both quite <laughs> sick by the time Monday rolled around and we had booked this bin, you know, there's a, in Saskatchewan, just outside Rosetown, it's like five kilometers south of Rosetown. There's a grain bin, multiple of them, or, uh, there's, there's quite a few of them. And it's this farmland, this couple, husband and wife, they just created like a dope business. It's like these little grain bins that they already had, probably weren't using them. They're like, we're going to renovate the shit out of these things and make it like a really cool cabin. They looked badass. Dude, they did a fantastic job. And there was, because you would have been, it was like extremely cold. So they were comfortable to Dude, sleep in? More than comfortable. No shit. Eh? Yeah. So we get there and right away as we were impressed, like just the lady was like very nonchalant, very casual. Like it was just like, yeah, you guys can park there. Like if you want, we got goats over here. We got chickens there. You can like go for a walk and check huh. them out. Um, she's like, the only rule is if you get to the hot tub, don't fall and put your hand on the bin because your hand Ooh. will stick. She's like, it's really cold, so just be careful of that. She's like, other than that, just go have fun. Wow. So it was very like not, um, it wasn't like a professional hotel. She didn't come out in a suit. She's just all bundled up like a farm lady. Yeah. Super friendly. So we walk in and right away it just met our expectations and then some. Yeah. You know when you go someplace and you're kind of like, oh fuck, like you try to get a hotel and you're hoping it's nice and you get there and it's kind of just average. Yeah. Dude, this place, it was like everything they did, they did with careful thought. Mm. And I saw a comment on one of my Instagrams. It was like, I feel sorry for the drywallers, right? It's like, it's, it's a circle. Ooh, so you're yeah. like, everything you're doing is, is based off like that rounded shape. So it probably wasn't even drywall that they used. Oh, I'm sure it is. Drywall flexes. Does it? Eh? Yeah. Flex like. Ma oh. Yeah, maybe certain ones. Yeah, because yeah, there's a bit of flex to it. I them. guess if they use small enough pieces. But they definitely yeah. insulate the shit out of that place. Yeah. Yeah. You'd almost have to use bigger pieces. The smaller the piece, the more it would ah, snap. That makes sense. So the longer it is, the more you could just press it in and screw it to the side. That makes sense. Um, but yeah, we, so we, we got in there and dude, it was just phenomenal. Like it was just an open loft kind of space. Like there's just the bed, they had a, like an electric fireplace there with a TV above it, one couch. Um, yeah, they had like a cool little kitchen area, but then you get to the bathroom and it had one of those like deep old school tubs. Yeah, I've seen the picture. Heated floors. Oh wow. So like you cozy as shit, mm -hmm. you know, little fireplace in the bathroom as well. So two like electric fireplaces mm -hmm. just to like set the mood. And then yeah, you had your own private hot tub. Yeah. How was that in the cold? Like that's really cold. It was oven. dope, man. Yeah. Yeah. It was sweet. Yeah. Yeah. We, um, <laughs> and the funny thing is because we were both sick. Like we literally, we just put our sickness aside. It was like, we just were like, we just need to enjoy this. Yeah. We spent the time money on it. We today. don't have time for this shit. Yeah. So dude, we, we, and we did, man. We literally hardly even felt sick that night. Yeah. The next day we felt it and we felt like shit. Yeah. But the, for that night, man, we just like, we, we were just together having fun. We, we poured some wine. We had a bottle of wine. We went in the hot tub. Got a little freaky in the hot tub. <laughs> You know, even in minus 40, 
But uh, dude, it was like Jeez. it was fucking awesome. Yeah, yeah. It was like just the it was the perfect trip. One day, one night. Yeah, just nice one night, sick, short yeah. and sweet. Didn't even feel the sickness, and then sweet. yeah, yeah, it was sweet. Sweet. Highly recommend. Yeah, that's good, man. I um. <clears throat> I I never want to do much for New Year's. You know, I I feel like after you know on the holidays I'm eating good, having some drinks, this and that, and then it's so hard to like want to do anything for New Year's. So we, we just, we just chilled on new year's. That was Friday, I guess. But, um, it was too cold to fuck around, you know, it's yeah. like when it's that cold, like minus 40 something with the wind chill, you don't want to get in your car late at night after having a drink fuck or getting no. high. You don't want to park at someone's house. And like, I was like, let's get, we got some of that seasoned that, um, Oh yeah. Vegan place. And we just hunkered down and hung out and kept it chill. But nice. Um, nice. man, when we were young, like you look for every excuse you can just to party, you know, just to like drink. Yeah. Like it's like, I can just remember like laying beside a toilet, you know, New Year's Eve and just, it's like, for what? You know? Start the year off right. Hey, just hung over, oh, feel like shit. A few steps back, try to reach your goals right out of the gate. You know, it's funny. I, I won't, I won't put any direct timelines and I won't, uh, obviously say any names, but I, um, I kind of started like hanging out with this girl like a while back. Um, let's say, I don't know how many years ago, not that, not that long ago. And, um, we hung out like once or twice and then we were meeting up new year's Eve and I was like, yeah, whatever, I'll meet you up for a drink. And you know, it's just like, there's like good first impressions and like bad first impressions. So I met her like once or twice and then go and meet up with her and a friend for a drink downtown. And, uh, her friend is just a lunatic. Like, on drugs and like loud and like oh. i'm just like right away the vibe is like why did i come out you know? right and then the girl's trying to you know hey don't mind my friend like i'm sorry this and that and then whatever i do mind your friend she's in my car right now and right like, i don't want her in my car and yeah then, and then later you found out the girl you're meeting up with is like on blow with her friend and you're like this uh, isn't i don't think this is gonna work <laughs> no. you know what I mean? it's like jesus man it's so funny when people say like don't mind this it's like it's like a friend will come to a party and he's really like lippy and disrespectful he's like oh don't mind him he just kind of gets like that when he drinks it's like oh okay i never thought of it that oh way. yeah like totally excuse then you can sucker punch whoever you want <laughs> like that doesn't excuse your shitty behavior get out yeah you know yeah so, <laughs> so nowadays new year's eve I, i'm chill i like to feel good january 1st yeah, I like to reflect, and half the time I'm even I'm even in bed before midnight. So yeah, man, it's funny how like the holidays change the older you get. Like I, I asked this one person during the break, um, they were they were younger, like they were a kid, and I'm like, how was your holidays? And he's like, it was good. Like I got some really good presents, like really good presents. That that was it. That was his response. That was his sentence that he gave back to me, and I kind of was like in my head, I'm chuckling. Just because, like, that's all they know. Like, when you're a kid, you're very surface level. Oh, like, it's yeah. not about giving. It's not about gratitude or the meal or seeing your family. No. What am I getting? Yeah. What did you get me? Yeah. And I don't have anything to give <laughs> yeah, either. Yeah. I don't, I don't have any money. I don't have a job and I don't have money. So, yeah, it's exactly. So, it's like the holidays is like, give me stuff. Yeah. You know? Totally, man. I can totally remember that feeling of being a kid and that's all I care about. Fuck What did yeah. I get? Yeah. Aaron and I were watching this show... Oh, uh, yeah, she wanted me to watch the uh, Harry Potters. I actually haven't seen mm. them, and they're right up my alley. Fucking, I'm super into it now. Really? We're, like, halfway through the first one. I love that shit, man. Fucking, yeah. like, 
yeah, superpowers, magic, and shit like yeah. that. Anyway, um, in the movie, there's, and if anybody's seen Harry Potter, the first one, you'll probably know this. This this fat little fucker, this little kid in the movie, he's like a spoiled, entitled little shit that Harry Potter first lives with, and it's Christmas time, and he comes down and he's like, he's freaking out. Oh no! Right away, he runs down and his parents are sitting there, and he looks at his parents and he's like, "How many gifts are there? How many gifts are there?" And the, the dad's like, all proud, he's like, "36," and he's like, "What?" He's like, "Last year there was 37." And he was freaking out and his dad was like, yeah, but like, you have to understand, like some of the gifts are bigger. Like we spent a little bit more. And he's like, I don't fucking care. Oh, like concrete just, thinking, dude, I was like, I hate that kid, man. Hate so him. Ungrateful. But yeah, that's when you get older, it's more just like relaxing time off time with family yeah. giving, yeah. you know, like it's exciting. Like giving, yeah. you know, some gifts. I love it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like I'm totally more now, like I just want to be with family. I just want everyone to be together. I want to like eat good food. I want to just you know, put the phone down. Like, yeah. Um, we got balls deep into, uh, some Leonardo DiCaprio movies the last couple nights. Which ones? Well, we watched, there's a new one on Netflix yeah. called don't look up. Did you watch it? I did. Yeah. It was okay. Like a lot of the people are just fucking lunatics. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But it's, it's a lot of satire with what's happening now almost. Yeah, for sure. It's almost like mocking, like the state of where this world is at. Mocking the president, the politicians, the media, the politics. It's like, they're all just like, idiots yeah you know yeah it's like like it's like hey the world's gonna end in six months it's like oh that's great now what do you have to say kathy like you know it's like yeah yeah i yeah i thought it was pretty good i even liked the ending which i I won't spoil but it was kind of cool it was like um yeah spoil alert i'm gonna gonna spoil it even though everybody dies (laughs) um it was still like a it was still like kind of a positive ending I kind of liked it. Yeah. I liked that he they he didn't want to go on this shuttle to like get off the planet, yeah. and he's like, no, like I want to. I don't want to listen to that rich billionaire who said I was gonna die alone. I'm gonna die with my family. Yeah, and that I, rich billionaire is such a weirdo. So weird, <laughs> smelling, and that's why I feel like they put a bunch of the billionaires personality traits in one and made him yeah. including joe biden where he was like smelling the girl's mm. hair I, I almost pictured like joe yeah. biden like leaning over and just yeah and doing that i'm like it's fucking biden yeah he literally does that yeah. on tv yeah <laughs> and then friday yeah, new year's eve such a good movie i've seen it before but wolf of wall street oh for for sure though don't make a movie that's three hours like don't is do that, that how long wolf of wall street simply is? too long dude was it three hours or three two and a half? three hours really yeah Wow. Yeah. Yeah, that's a like really two hours movie. and fifty some minutes. Hmm. Um, so good though. Like it's but just that, so entertaining, you know. Do you know what though? I I so Harry Potter's two and a half, at least the first one, okay. and, and Lord of the Rings I think is two and a half to two four two hours and forty five minutes. Like longer movies, I don't mind them if they're good. Like if you have to build the characters and mm-hmm. the storyline, yeah. like bro. One bad example of that is, um, like you know Marvel and DC, mm-hmm. the comic books. DC came out with. Um, the Justice League it was dog shit because it was an hour and a half of like four or five complex characters Mm. so they didn't have any backstory of how they came to be and you just kind of all of a sudden see this guy swimming in water who like he's got these powers underwater and you're like why the fuck who's that Mm -hmm. but they just like expect you to know their entire backstory Mm, yeah yeah sometimes I like it when they take you on a journey and then you really get attached to the characters Goodfellas and Scarface are good examples of that. Like, yeah. like again, too long, but it's like you can appreciate it because it's like it draws out this real storyline, and you really like understand everyone's upbringing. Yeah, 
You still haven't yeah. watched Game of Thrones, have you? I haven't. That man. pisses me off. Yeah, I yeah. got it. Yeah, I got it. Because what do you watch it on again? Because uh, uh, it's not Netflix. It's on Crave now. Uh, I believe it's on Crave. Okay. Fuck. Yeah. It's really good. Yeah, my girl too. She's seen it and yeah. She, did she like it? Did oh she yeah. Like it? She's, she yeah. agrees it's like the best show. Yeah. yeah. I don't know anybody who's watching and like that's lame. Yeah. Unless you've watched like one or two episodes and you're like, ah, it's not for me. It took yeah. me like three or four to be like, okay, I'm yeah. into this. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. But my, my girl should fall asleep like by the, before the movie starts, you know, it's just like, Yeah. Like <laughs> hey, falls asleep watch a movie? so fast. <laughs> you put a movie on, he's just snoring in five minutes. Oh right? man, that's what hilarious. fuck did we put this on? It's hilarious. And then after it's done, when it's like bedtime, it's like full of energy. It's like <laughs> dancing around the house. It's like, Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> Want to have sex after you're like, fucking, where were you like an hour and a half ago? <laughs> <laughs> um, end of the year, coming into the new year. Do you, do you, are you still goal setting? What, what are your thoughts on goal setting and all that shit? I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm torn because like I, I am and I, I have been setting goals, but I'm a little cautious as to like what I want to set because of the path that I'm on. Last year went really good in regards to like martial arts, not necessarily fighting, but coaching and a lot of the further goals that I want. Mm-hmm. Like it was really leading towards that. Um, I definitely have some goals written down this year though. So I guess, yeah, I am still goal orientated. Um, I get a lot of my joy and fulfillment off, off reaching goals and having goals to shoot for. Um, but yeah, I just, I guess I, what I'm being careful with is I don't want too many goals outside of what I'm doing now. They're just a little bit more specific. Mm. So like, instead of me just training martial arts maybe one goal is i want to have the best takedown defense i can possibly have Mm. that is a specific thing that i can like wrap my head around that i can really work towards yeah because if i and another one of my goals is i want to fight three times this year Mm -hmm. i want to have three mma fights Mm. Mm, shit flipping the script here sir yeah Yeah. okay i have three mma fights my striking i think is really good a lot of people have a tough time striking with me, just whether it's at the gym or like a lot of the fights that I have, yeah. people are wanting to take me down or close the distance yeah. with me. And so I'm like, okay, <laughs> I want to get really good at takedown defense and really good at getting up off my back. Mm. Those are two weaknesses that I want to make not weaknesses by the end of this year. Yeah. So I'm just going to dial that in. So that's one example of like a specific goal for myself. And you know what? Not even weaknesses because you're good at that, but it's smart. It's specific to your game plan. You yeah. Know? yeah. And that's what I mean. Like, yeah. I, like as far as, yeah, like I say weaknesses, but like yeah. I'll tap people off my back. Like yeah. I, I'll stuff takedowns and shit. Like 100%. I'm, and you're already hard to hold down, you know? Yeah. So it's just, uh, but I think smart. there's a term that I'm reading about in the book Grit by Angela Duckworth called deliberate practice. She said, all of the greats have deliberate practice. And I'll give you an example of what that means. So this Angela Duckworth, the author of the book, she's, she runs every day. She does like long distance jogging, just as like a fun hobby. Mm-hmm. And she asked this one other professional runner, she's like, okay, like I, I practice every day. Like I, I put my reps in, why am I not getting any better? So like a lot of people will just train martial arts or they'll just run every day but they don't get any better. They don't see much progress. 
And the guy was like, okay, well, when you run, what do you think about? She's like, I don't know. Like, I think about like writing my next book or like, I'll think about like what I'm going to have for supper that day. Or like, I'll have a podcast in or have music. And he's like, there's your problem. What specifically are you running for? What are you trying to get better at? So there's a difference between just practice or just doing the motions and then deliberate practice. So deliberate practice for me would be, okay, maybe let's take three types of takedown defense, like getting the underhook first, pushing the head away, like fighting the hands immediately. Like those are three things that I can deliberately hone in on and practice and like, and then like reflect on after me, okay, I got taken down three times this week. Next week, I'm going to try to make it two, Mm -hmm. you know, and now you're actually like working towards a goal. Um, so yeah, I think with I like this that. year, I'm going to be a little bit more specific with what I'm doing with martial arts mm-hmm. and in turn, it will just keep going to my top goal. I have a, yeah, I'm going to rant for a little bit. Is that okay? Yeah. So I have like a, a top main priority goal, like kind of my purpose. Like that is like the <laughs> end goal for me. And then I have like mid-level goals. Those are like, you know, just, just below that. I want one specific goal cause it's just gives me a compass and like a direction to go on and then the mid-level goals and then I have low-level goals and I like that we're getting into the specifics because I think people might want to hear this because they're they're curious like how do you goal set yeah well and this is like um, James Clear Atomic Habits like I forget the quote but I just understand the concept like what does he say Um, people don't rise to the level of their goals they fall to the levels of their systems yeah so some people they might write a big goal down but if you don't have a system as to how you're going to get there, you won't reach the goal. Just manifesting and thinking about the yeah. big picture isn't good enough. You yeah. need a system. And so this book, Grit, she had like a cool little diagram of like um, having your one key purpose as the main goal. That is kind of like the end. That is where you're going. That's your compass. Mid-level goals. Those are bigger goals, but again, not the main one. They just help you get to the main one. And then low-level goals. Those can even be altered and changed. If one isn't really working and you find a better way, well then do that. You can erase it. Maybe write those ones in pencil. Like what can I do today? What can I do next week? So like a low level goal is maybe like I'm going to get up at 6 a.m. every day just because I want to read. Yeah. Right? Like, And then maybe like a mid-level goal would be I want to fight three times this year or I want to get my black belt. Yeah. I'm not going to say what my main goal is, but then there's the main goal. Mm -hmm. Everything keeps fueling that. I see. And so like, yeah, I have like the structure kind of written down and typed out. Nice. And so that's kind of like my system as to how I'm going to climb that pyramid and get to point A, you know? That's sweet. So yeah, that's, that's kind of like where my head's at with goals is just getting a little bit more specific mm-hmm. with like, I'm already on the path. I already, I already have a lot of the habits in motion. Um, just more specific. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it's so important to be specific. A lot of people have goals that's like, I'm going to get in really good shape this year. Right. But it's like, well, what is good shape to you? Right. And it's like, does that mean hit a certain number on a scale? Does that mean feel a certain way? Like, what does that mean even? Yeah. And it's like, good luck getting there. Right. And does that mean just going to the gym? Like, you're just like, I'm going to go to the gym and get in good good shape. Like, well, when are you going to the gym? Four times a week? Three times a week? Are you eating good? Like, at what percentage are you going to eat good? 80% of your meal is good? 20% you allow cheating? Mm -hmm. Like are you going a hundred percent? Like you have to like kind of like not have to, but I think it does help to break those things down. If you're gonna do it, do it right. Yeah, because vague goals, there's no way to, you know. Yeah, um, and, and it's interesting because we've talked about this before, but 
a lot of people have amazing success and they, they don't goal set, you know, they're not really into goal setting. So it's not like you have to do it, but I'm kind of, I'm kind of along that, you know, line of thinking too. Like I, I work well with goals. I like to have goals. Um, I have like three set. I'll kind of share what I'm kind of doing. And I've been doing this for a few years now, but I have like my business plan, which is very specific. It's kind of business and financial goals. And then it breaks it down to like monthly goals. You know, I have objectives, what I'm planning to do this year, um, you know, with sellers, with buyers, it's just very specific, like business and number stuff. And then, um, but it's all like reverse engineered. It's like, okay, this is your annual goal. What do you have to do each month? What do you have to do each week? How many, you know, listings do you need to have? How many, so very specific. And then I have my list of goals, you know, it's just, be martial arts, financial, you know, personal life stuff. And then I, I'll usually have a mantra or two at the end of that to kind of like play with for the year. And then this, this is the one that's, that I've been doing. This will be my third year doing it now. And it's, it, it goes deep. You know what I mean? It's like straight from think and grow rich, like Napoleon Hill shit. I'm mm. like, um, I call it my think and grow rich statement. Mm. And so it's like, there's four steps. The first is like, what's something you desire? So it's like, I desire this by this date. And it doesn't have to be like a thing or a material object. It can be, but it's like, what, what do you desire? And then number two is, what are you willing to give? Or what are you planning to give? So it's like, I intend to give so-and-so. And then number- What, like time, energy, <clears throat> or, or like as far as giving? Like, yeah. Is that what it means? Yeah. Like, yeah. So let's say, for example, let's say it was a martial arts school. You know, I intend to- you know, win this tournament and get this belt or whatever. It's like, I intend to give like minimum four days a week training. I intend to give like time to note take. I intend to, so, so yeah, it, that one's a little tricky to, to think about things to give, but well, if, if, if for an example, like if you were like wanting, like if one of your desires is to be more happy or more, have more joy, then maybe the thing to give is more happiness and joy. Maybe that's a, a thing to practice where yeah. it's like smile as much as you can when you're paying for your coffee, say mm -hmm. thank you and like try to put it out there more so that in return you can get more of it. Yeah. You know, just so that it's not like, yeah, it doesn't have to be like a, I, I want to make this much money or I want to have a house or a car. It can mm -hmm. be like, no, I just want to feel happier. Mm -hmm. And so my giving is to try to give that more. Exactly. And that could be your desire. I desire to feel yeah. more happy, you know? And yeah. I'm a really big believer in you to get, you have to give, you know, with whatever it is. So it's yeah. like, that is a key point. There is like, what are, what do you intend to give? Cause you have to give something. There's no such thing as something for nothing. Yeah. And then number three is it's, it, you're kind of repeating number one, but it's, you're like making a statement now. It's like, I will possess this by this date. Mm. And then number four is the plan of action. And it's like, you know, plan of action, do this times a week, do this, do this. And then, and then at the bottom, I just write, it's, it's like, and, and I do this, and this is the tough thing with this think and grow rich statement is like, I will read this twice daily and see, feel, and believe myself already in possession of this thing. Mm. And it, it's basically like a goal thing that where you're trying to just like form your identity and become your true potential. How much money are you desiring? <laughs> Uh, I won't share that. Yeah. <laughs> you know what though? My last years had nothing to do with money. I am just being a fuck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But this one, this one is, um, 
this year's it's kind of an important one to me it's kind of like a milestone it's kind of something that i've had in my mind of accomplishing like when i got into this business like 10 years ago and it's i'm starting to finally like see the the end and, and again there's no means to an end it's not like once i get this like i have everything figured out in life and i can just chill but it's like this is kind of like i'm kind of getting close to like seeing something that's taken me a decade to to see but um hmm. um that's that's the important thing and again you know this isn't for everybody but for me like i will read this every day when i wake up as part of my routine and before i go to bed like legit i i'm very routine which which might drive some people crazy but it's like i'll get up i'll meditate i'll read my think and grow rich statements and really try to like feel and believe right that that i am you know i have these desires already taken care of you know and then i'll read and then i'll write and i'll do my portuguese lesson and then i start my day but it's like and before bed i will read this thing and it takes one minute sometimes it's a pain in the ass you're like mm. i'm high i'm burnt out i'm tired i want to crawl into bed but it's like hey fuck face give yourself 30 seconds and read right. this and just get it in your head so when you lay down on your pillow you've you've had those thoughts and those feelings and those feelings that very important but so i i do that and like i said sometimes it's a pain in the ass and and it might not always work but it's like i like to get crazy mm -hmm. i like to get crazy i was actually showing my girlfriend this morning i was like you're probably gonna think i'm just a maniac but i had this like goal book i was flipping through pages and i was like I was like, look what I did last year. And last year, it was just a little dumb thing I got from, uh, what's his name? Um, Bob Proctor. Oh, yeah. He's, he's like every day for 90 days, like write this. So, so last year for 90 days straight, I just have like pages. I wrote out, I'm so happy and grateful to be a young millionaire. And then I wrote out, I'm so happy and grateful to have multiple sources of growing income. So I would just write that out every day last mm. year for a few months and like, I'm into shit like that. I'm into like getting obsessed with ideas and thoughts and like, and it's just fun to play with. It's life. It's a little crazy, but it's like, I don't know, man, like a lot of things have come together for me and it might not be because of that, but it's fun to play with. Yeah. Well, thoughts become things. So if you hey, can train, oh, I, sorry, I thought you said thoughts about things. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Thoughts become things. So if you yeah. can like, you know, hone in on particular or specific thoughts, it'll increase the likelihood of those thoughts becoming a thing one day. Yeah. If you never think about it, then I just feel like it's harder to like go towards like you, you might have like a main compass, like a main goal, like I was talking about, but if you're not constantly thinking about it or having some kind of uh, mantra or writing it down or just working towards it daily consciously, it's like you might get like pulled in other directions a little bit easier. So it might sound fucking crazy for some people, but for you, it might just be like a, it's just constantly keeping you on that path. Every day, no matter what, you're going to say the same things. And it's almost just reminders of like, oh yeah, this is where I'm going. This is my compass. Dude, totally. If you write down goals and then you don't look back at them, like life is so full of distractions. So I need to like dye my mind with these thoughts and goals so that I stay on track because it's so easy to forget mm -hmm. and, and forget why you're doing things or what your purpose is. Yeah. It's, it's way too easy to get distracted and pulled away. So I have like a, I have my one mantra that I haven't shared on you, you know it, but it's, I, I do it with like my hands, you know, like I'll do like this, 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 and like, I'll, I'll do this. Like there's yeah. like, there's like, so I'm physically moving my body while saying this mantra yeah. and it's like, I don't know that it's like a, there's probably like 20 words or something like that in it. 
but Jeff Wilson told me that because I told him like I try to say it and I try to feel it. He's like, I want you to take it a step further. He's like, get some kind of hand motions where your body is moving in tune with your words. And so like, I'm like, I like that. Yeah, it's kind of cool. It's kind of cool. And dude, like I'll, I'll do it outside. Like, like when, <laughs> yeah. And luckily like behind the gym, nobody fucking sees yeah. me. But uh, I like it. And I just, I've, I've been doing it ever since he said it. And I think that was probably like two, I like that. two years ago or something like that. Yeah. He showed me his, you know, yeah. it's like he had these hand gestures and like all these things that he would do physically while saying it. Um, and I, I think the point is just to, to not just say it, like to not just like write it down. Like sometimes we want to feel what it would be like. Like anytime you do a good meditation, she doesn't like, or she, the, whoever's doing the meditation doesn't just say, think about these things. They say, feel it. Yeah. So like I do this 10 minute, 10 minute <coughs> meditation every day. And it's like kind of like about a, a manifestation about like your, your future self and where you want to go. Again, she doesn't just say like, just think about yourself in the future in 20 years. No, she says, think about where you want to go and have this image in your head. And she's kind of walking you through it. And then she says, and now step into that person. That person is now you feel everything that you were thinking about, but now make it a reality, feel it in your, in your body, you know? And I think like that is what it, taking it a step further is, is to try to feel it, even though you don't have it. Yeah. It's like being um, like, like gratitude. It's like, you can feel gratitude now if you practice it and just try to feel it. Totally. Instead of just thinking like, oh, I'll be grateful once I fucking make 10 grand a month or I'll yeah. be grateful once I date this person or have this. It's like, no, you can just feel it now. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's like, who do you have to become? Like be that next leveled up version of yourself. Like yeah. now it's, it's like, you don't get the thing and then become the version of yourself. You become the version of yourself to get the thing. Yeah. You know? And I, here's, here's some, here's a, a bit of a different take on, on motivation. And I hope this helps some people. It's helped me and I'm curious to see what your stories are on it. Um, so I was listening to a podcast. Aaron and I were listening to it. It was like a compilation on Lewis Howes. Um, it was like, it was all the Shark Tank people, people that have been on Shark Tank. And one of the, the people's name, uh, and I, I know I know her face, but her last name I'll butcher. Uh, Barbara Corcoran, 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 Barbara. She's one of the Shark Tank ladies. She was like a real estate mogul, like she just owned New York. Mm -hmm. um, she'd always like compete with Trump. I think they sued each other a couple of times, mm -hmm. she said. But I found this to be very interesting. You know, Don Miguel Ruiz, he wrote The Four Agreements. Yeah. <clears throat> One of those agreements is don't take anything personal. You didn't know what you're talking about. So I think you should take some things personal. And so does this Barbara thing. So one of the questions that Lewis asked her was, what is a trait that you see in highly effective and highly successful people? What's a trait that you see? And great I, question. Great question. Because especially from her, because that's what she does for a fucking living. She yeah. literally scouts talent in business mm. and then invests in them. She's trying to see like, what trait do you have? Like a list of traits that I like to see <coughs> in someone that is going to be successful. And her first answer was, what I see is that people have some kind of fuck you, I'll show you attitude. They're proving themselves. It could have been from when you were five years old and your mom called you a little shit or like said you're going to be nothing or like a teacher called you dumb or some somebody sort of called a chip you, on your shoulder. Some kind of chip on your shoulder. She said that that is something and I know she, and she even said she's like I know we're not supposed to like 
talk about like, oh, you shouldn't take things personal, but like that, that is a powerful fueling source. And when I say like, I think you should take things personal, I don't mean you should take it personal and then let it destroy you. You should just gather it and then give the double middle finger to whoever did that and show them otherwise. Mm -hmm. Like look at Jake Paul. Like we talked about this. Remember when he was like, he's like, I just wanted to say, fuck you and do this for my family. Mm -hmm. Like in 2017, people were disrespecting his his family. And then like for the past few years, he had that fire inside him being like, I'm going to show you motherfuckers. Another example, probably a better one, Michael Jordan, the GOAT, the greatest basketball player of all time. He gets his chance to speech after he's retired. (laughs) He's a billionaire. He's done everything possibly he needs to do to be successful. He is the epitome of success. As far as like finances go and, and leaving a legacy behind and mastering a skill. Probably the biggest sports star, regardless of sports across the board. And possibly Michael even Jordan. business. Like his, his, his Air Jordans, I think they sell like more shoes. Like it's got to be up there. Like he's, he's not, it's not just basketball. He's done so much yeah. success outside of that. And what does he do? He lists off petty thing after petty thing. This, this teacher said this to me when I was in grade 10. This person doubted me when I was in grade 7. And people are like, it was kind of embarrassing almost. He held all these grudges personally. But he didn't let it destroy him. He just, it just piled on the fuel. fuel. It's fuel to yeah. reach your goals. And so like going into this year, try to think of that. Try to think of like a moment where somebody said, um, they laughed at you because you wanted to like lose a bunch of weight. Or like, they're like, ah, oh, you can't fight. Like, you're not, you're not like that talented. You're not that tough. Or you can't do this. Or you can't do that. You're not smart enough to get a degree in this. You should just quit doing this. Fuck you. Show them. Show them that that's not true. And so like, I was trying to think of like an example for me. Bro, this is fuel. And I've talked about this in the podcast. But like, after hearing that, I'm like, oh my God. I'm, I've totally held on to a few things. Mm-hmm. But I just, I just, every night, it's not like every day you think about it. But I think about it, and I will not forget that look that Miss Bain gave me when I upgraded my grade 12. I wanted to be a gym teacher, so I thought, even though I didn't want to. I just, I kind of just wanted to go to school to show people that I was like smart and get a proper job in air quotes. I upgraded my grade 12 when I was like 23. So I'm, I'm 23. I was kind of like one of the older people in that classroom. So I already had a bit of shame. Like I'm going back to upgrade my grade 12. I think I was collecting like EI or something, you know, and. I did, I did well. I think I had my average mark was like 92 or something. So I was going to like apply to university and it was the last day where I was getting my report card and Miss Bain sees me in the hallway. She's like, so are you going to hand that off to like, did you apply yet to, to university? And I was like, honestly, I, I don't think it's for me. I, I don't think I want to do this anymore. And she's like, well, what are you going to do? I was like, I'm going to pursue martial arts. And she didn't say anything. Her look said it all. Her look said, you're an idiot and you're, you'll fail at that. That's exactly what her mind was thinking. I know it. The look said it all. And I remember just thinking like this bitch, like, fuck you. I was mad. And so here we are. I'm to teach martial arts. Like I'm going to, I'm going to fight more this year. I like the path, like I'm on the path now. I can sustain my life just teaching martial arts. That's all I do. Yeah. That is my job. Yeah. And so like I hung on to that look to, to almost just to spite her and to like, just be like, go fuck yourself. 
Like you're obviously a miserable person to, to, to look at a student that way and just make them feel like shit. And so, like, I just took it and ran wow, with it. Wow, that's a good one. Another thing, van life. When I first did van life, I went on CBC, Global News, John Gormley. I did a bunch of, like, random mainstream media stuff. What do the comment sections say? This guy's going to kill his dog. This guy won't last one season. What a fucking idiot. Saskatoon has another bum. Oh, we have another homeless person on the streets. A bunch of negative shit. In my mind, I said, fuck every single one of you to the moon and back, you pieces of shit. Yeah. And now it's like, I just wanted to create it as my life. Like I was like, I will show you that I will just, I will, it's four fucking years later, four years, dog's still alive, doing better than ever. I'm still kicking, doing what I love. Fuck you. And you're, you're thriving. Like, like to be honest with, with what your goals are and where you're headed, like, I think you're just getting started in this martial arts journey. Like, I can see it. Like, I can see what's to come. A hundred percent. And your so, happiness and your, like, yeah. Yeah. And so, like, I, I wanted to plant that seed because I think sometimes people will feel <clears throat> bad or guilty when they take something personal. But my, the idea that I want to portray is, like, take it and use it as fuel. Take it personal. Let it fucking burn deep and hold that as fuel throughout yeah, the year yeah. so just take some time today think about somebody that slighted you even if it's petty again look at michael jordan yeah some people be like that's petty bullshit why would you worry about that he's like yeah petty to you i don't forget that shit i'll show you motherfuckers yeah i like it i love disruptors we all hear tell yourself you love yourself this and that i like when people come in and they're like you know what sometimes i say i fucking hate myself i'm not happy where i'm at I'm a piece of shit right now. I need to do some work. Mm. You know, I like when people come and disrupt like that lady's advice of take things personal, hold a grudge, use it for fuel and make something of it. Right. I like that. Yeah. You know, and I like, I can think of little things like that too, where, you know, when I, like I got that job at the Gazette newspaper and it's like, it's like, again, this educated kid getting this job, like make it barely any money. And I remember going to like this hockey game once and there was like some friends and they're like older brothers there and they're like, looking at me like, so what do you do? Like write like newspaper articles and like, they, I, they were like subtly making fun of me and I was just like, I'm gonna be a fucking millionaire and I'm gonna, you're gonna be like, how did he do what he yeah. did? And I'm like, you just wait. Cause this is the first step to building contacts and getting experience to my long journey of what I'm gonna do. And you can't see it, but I can see it. You know? and, and, and so everybody knows too, like, so it's not like you think about that every day. <clears throat> right? Like that, that like you might, but like, it's not like it overwhelms your thoughts or almost, it, it doesn't bring negativity into your life at all. What starts as a negative comment and later turns into fuel and later turns into a distant memory that you hardly even think about, but it helps keep you on that path at the beginning and almost catapults you in a particular direction. And then eventually you're not thinking about like the, the Miss Baines or like these negative comments on Facebook. You're just on the path doing good shit. Yeah. And so you're like, oh, thank God they did that because yeah. it fucking hurt. Like it burnt me. Like I was like pissed off, but not anymore. Like now I'm just on a sweet path and I love my life. Yeah. You're just, you're just in the mode. You're going forward and that's way in the past. But yeah. 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 That's, that's cool. Yeah. I, I like thought, that. I thought it was dope. Yeah. <laughs> I, I really enjoyed that. Um, I might have to read that book. Did you, did you start the first couple pages of that uh daily laws book or no yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> you, you reminded me of that uh serial killer there it's like who are you 
Who are you? Um, older. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. Charles Manson. Yeah, Charles Manson. With, <laughs> with his eyebrows. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I did start it. But uh, yeah, so for anybody that knows, I'm gonna, I want to dive into something else. Um, actually, I'll, I'll do it right now. Um, a lot of the stuff I'm talking about is on the book Grit by Angela Duckworth. One of my favorite books right now. I'll have to read it. Really good. Bit of a longer read. The write, the print is pretty small, but like fucking worth it. Hmm. Really good. So one of the things that I wanted to talk about too <clears throat> was, so like, a, again, some people are starting the year. Maybe they had a shit year and they just want to do the whole new year, new me. And they're starting something new. And maybe, I don't know whether they're young or they're old, they don't feel like they have a passion or a love or a calling or something to do that is meaningful to them. The, one of the coolest things that this one chapter was talking about was that exact thing. She said, a lot of people think that it's love at first sight, whether that's a lover or a career. It's like, oh, like you, you, you saw a house with a, like a realtor putting a sign out there and it was like, oh, I knew right away I wanted to sell houses or like, oh, I saw like Rogan, Rogan kind of had a love at first sight. He's walking up that room. He heard like the loud bang of somebody kicking a heavy bag. And he's like, oh, I need to do that. That's rare. What's more likely to happen is that your passion or your calling starts with an interest. So let's say this year you're going to start with something that you're interested in. Don't beat yourself up that you're questioning whether or not that's the thing you're going to pursue for the rest of your life. You have to cultivate it. You actually have to hone in, deepen, and work on developing a passion and a love for that initial interest. I'll give you two examples. So the, the first one is like, my relationship with Aaron. So and we talked about this. So I said, well, be, yeah, she, she'll be good at this. <laughs> um, so with my relationship with Aaron, like we, we went on our first date. <clears throat> she head over heels, fell in love with me. How could you not? Six foot one, blonde hair, blue eyes, made of steel and titanium. Pisses in a bottle, lives in a van. <laughs> Borderline homeless. <clears throat> I'm mostly kidding. But for her... It was a little bit more, I think, that like she was like, oh, like getting the butterflies, like, oh, I, I think I love this guy. Like I, I could, or at least I could see myself having a future with him. Yeah. <clears throat> Me, I was like terrified of commitment. And so my head wasn't really going to like, oh yeah, like this, this is the one. It was gradual. It was like the first date happened. I'm like, okay, like I like this girl. Like I was, that was sweet. I didn't get like my, none of my social anxiety went through the roof. Like I felt comfortable. We had a good talk. I'm attracted to her. Like it was great. Let's do another date and a third date and a fourth date. And over time, my love and passion for her was growing and increasing. And so like, sometimes like we'll be like, oh, like I, I didn't feel a whole lot the first date. So I like, I just said, fuck it. Okay, well, like that might not mean a whole lot. Over time, you might literally fall head over heels for that person. Mm-hmm. Uh, perhaps a better example, I'm not sure. Martial arts. I started martial arts and then I took a break when I was like 21. I stepped away from it for like three years. Now, I've deepened my passion for it and my love for it. It's become my calling. Mm-hmm. It's become my everything. Like I'm like I'm obsessed with the martial arts and it's only growing. Yeah. And so like I think sometimes people will beat themselves up or feel like anxiety thinking about like oh I need to find my passion. No you don't. You need to have an interest and you need to start. And over time, 
you will grow and grow and eventually that interest might turn into your calling or your passion. So that's kind of another cool thing where like I was thinking about like, yeah, cultivating your passion or cultivating the things that you, whether it's a relationship or a, or a career, you know? Yeah. 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 That's huge. I like that. I like that too. <laughs> Something on a different topic. Yeah. Um, you haven't seen any of Austin Russell's last two fights, have you? No. Guy from Regina? No. Okay. No. I want to, I want to shout out Austin Russell for a second. So he trains in Regina. He's, I don't know him too well. I met him a few times. He's, you know, early twenties. I'm assuming um, he trains at our affiliate gym, so he does the bang Muay Thai and the in-fight jiu-jitsu as well. And uh, he fought on your card in Saskatoon. I think that yeah. was his first pro fight. He yeah. won. He was a co-main event. Yeah, co-main yeah. event. Um, you know, j- just like a ninja, like really good with his hands, really creative, uh, good kicks, whatever. He fought recently this year in, in Vancouver a couple months ago, and I was telling you about it. He fought like a really good wrestler, and you could tell by the announcers and stuff, he was the underdog. Really good defense from takedowns. Ended up like hip tossing the guy and reversing a couple of times. And then ended up catching him in a front choke and tapped him out. Like really impressive, clean win. He fought recently, I think December 3rd again in Vancouver. And whatever, just because, you know, he's a local guy. He's, he's having some pro MMA fights. I've been kind of watching it because it's actually on UFC Fight Pass. I watched his last fight in, this, in, in December, Vancouver. Bro, you need to see these fights. Hmm. This last fight he had, I, I, I kind of am going to spoiler alert it, but awesome flurry off the bat, he gets dropped. Mm. I think it's in the second round. This guy he was fighting was really good, really strong, powerful, and he was like a bit of a knockout artist mm. and dirty as fuck. So at the end of the second round, he, he takes like four hard knees to the head his hands on the ground for the last one. The ref stops it. Hard knees, like an illegal knee to the head and right at the end of the round and they don't take a point away. I'm like, this is insane. Like he's almost knocked out. And then it goes into, I think, which was the third round by now. Um, Austin's still in there. You're like, Jesus, you know, and um, Austin's in this guy's guard. He breaks away his guard and boots him in the face. 100% illegal. Not even a, a question and pretty much knocks him out. Wow. The ref stops it then. And by then, I think the refs and the judges realized we should have taken a point for the knees. So they took away two points like right then. They're like two points. Yeah, he should be disqualified. Guy. He should be have been disqualified. And, you know, in retrospect, obviously, in the, in, the, in the heat of everything, you don't know what the right thing to do is. But if Austin wouldn't have continued there, I think he would have just won. Right. But, you know, Fuck. tough. They, they give him like two minutes. He's pretty much out, but he comes back and he finishes the fight. And Austin wins by decision wow. because the other guy lost two points. Yeah. And and to Austin's credit, he, he did really good. It was kind of like, it kind of reminded me of your last fight where you took more damage, but you were still like reversing the position, staying in a dominant position. Like Austin was still fighting. He was still in it. Yeah. He was still in it. But like, man, mm. it was hard to see the amount of damage he took from illegal blows. Wow. Two of them. But yeah, man, he's that kid's a warrior, man. Like like he has no quit in him. Yeah, pretty impressive to cool. see. Cool, that's sweet. Yeah, you'll have to see it. And if you go to his page and you can just see what the event is. I don't remember what the, the 
three letters are, but you can just go to Fight Pass mm. and it's you can see his Dope. fights. But yeah, pretty check that out. Pretty intense, man. That's pretty cool. intense, yeah. So well going on you know it's funny, like there was another thing in this book. Um they were talking about like deliberate practice and I'm assuming Austin Russell or anybody that's at that level is doing deliberate practice. And this one <laughs> this one they, they they used like a swimming example, but I think fighting example might be even better. Like fight camps suck. They just do. It almost takes the fun out of training. And like I felt bad saying that before, but now I don't. There's this there was this one swimmer, he talked about that too. Like he was an Olympic gold medalist. He said he fucking hated training for for the Olympics. Like it's just hard. Like it's just a fucking grind yeah. to show up on the days you don't want to show up, to eat clean, to do all these things. Like it can be exhausting and challenging. But he said the reward and the the outcome of the work is worth it. So they talked about, she talks about flow and deliberate practice. She said, practice is for preparation, flow is for performance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But like deliberate practice isn't always fun. Some people like, sometimes you can get some enjoyment out of it. But like, let's say like for jujitsu, it's like you just, the only thing you're doing is, is um, like guard passing. You just go back and forth. Like, like that's not always that fun. It's like repetitive. You're kind of like, holy Christ. But it's like these specific, deliberate practices that sometimes suck shit. But if your like goal is outweighs that shit, which like a fight camp would, yeah, like that's sure. why I'm like I'm willing to just I want to fight three times this year. I'm like yeah. fuck. You're gonna have to suffer a bit, dude. I'm gonna have to suffer a lot. That's yeah. nine months of suffering this year. Yeah. Like if you take yeah if you take like three months yeah. yeah I guess three months might be a little much but maybe and, and you know what like in the first. Yeah, it's, it's a lot of suffering though, like when you're talking about it. Yeah, just, just and, and more like the mental stress, right? Yeah. It's like you, sometimes yeah. you get a little bit stressed out about it, like a jiu-jitsu competition. I find like a, like a, a fight, the stress happens in the second you sign the contract. Yeah. It's very tough to not stress. I can imagine. About like getting knocked the fuck out in front of people or like just not performing. Um, and yeah, some things are fun. Like I'm, I'm exaggerating a little bit, but like for the most part, yeah, there's going to be a lot of suffering this year. But the reward and the outcome is what I'm after and it's worth it. It's yeah. worth it to eat some shit for a little bit. Yeah, dude. You know, it's like, yeah. just like you trying to like be a good salesman and make the money that you want to make. Like you're willing to, you know, suffer working at like a job that doesn't pay that good in return to develop sales skills. And like, even, you know, meeting strangers on Sunday afternoons when I already had plans because that's priority. And you yeah. know, like after training, kickboxing in the evening, coming home at eight thirty and, sending emails and you know it's like that's yep. kind of suffering in a way you know yeah. like that just that extra grind you know yeah and so yeah that's it's kind of interesting like going into this year it's like I, I feel like some people will have like guilt and shame with taking things personal or being like why do i like if i if, if an artist like a good drawer is like fuck i don't feel like drawing today why not like maybe i'm just losing passion in this no like sometimes what you do sucks yeah sometimes you have those days where you're like fuck this mm-hmm. but if you have a clear goal and a clear compass as to where you're going, you can justify that shit, that suffering, and like the, the times of like, God damn, this sucks. And I think the more suffering you withstand, the better the goal kind of thing, you know? It's like, yeah. like training for an MMA camp, like I can only imagine that it's a lot of suffering. Like you said, the mental strain, 
but it's like you can't buy the feeling you get when the ref raises your hand no. after you knock somebody out. If there was a drug to get that feeling, remember when I jumped <laughs> and I yelled after beating Randy? If there was a drug, I would I would be addicted. I would buy it every day. What else would make you do that? <laughs> yeah. Like you were like levitating. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, like jumped in the air and just released a natural yell that I didn't even, I wasn't even conscious so of. So primal. You don't plan that. No, it wasn't like, oh yeah, if I win, I'm gonna like jump and yell. Like, no, I just like, yeah, it just happened. That pent up energy. I watched the thrill and the agony, the UFC like aftermath of the uh, last card, and like when Jess, uh, Jessica Pena or uh, no, oh, uh, Juliana Pena, Juliet, yeah, walked back. Like I'm just getting the chills right now thinking about it. Walked back after winning, beating Amanda Nunes, finishing her. Walked back underground through the tunnel. She just yelled, like, let out this, like, yeah. insane roar of, like, it, like it, it, you can't, like, like you could feel all, like, everything she has invested into this. Yeah. Not just for this camp, but for everything. And to, like, let out that scream is, like, like, look at my arms right now. I'm, like, Jesus. <laughs> like, yeah. that shit is insane. Like, she just got to Mount Rushmore from, like, the time she was 19 and stepped into an MMA gym. I was like, holy shit. And that's, man, and that's why, like, I, I feel like having goals is cool. It's fun. It's fun to, like, try to achieve. It makes you feel alive. <laughs> Even when you fail. It's like I, I was watching, um, uh, I think it was just the reactions from the commentators, but it showed Michael Chandler get knocked out by Oliveira. And there was a moment right, right after it happened where the ref kind of, like, stopped it. And you see Michael Chandler like look up and he's kind of like just looking at Oliveira on the cage like, ah, and the crowd's fucking like in shock. And you just literally, his eyes just said, I, f I failed. But like, it, it, he looked like he was feeling all of it. Mm. And like, even that, as hard as it is, at least you're feeling something. I feel like a lot of people go through this life and they don't really feel those intense ups and downs. But he had a goal of being the UFC champ. And he still might be, but it's like at that moment, he, he fucking came up short. And that's the thing with these goals. We can write them down and we can try our fucking best. You could do everything right. Like I'm sure yeah. he did. I'm sure he had a great camp, yeah. felt great. Almost fucking won. Almost won. But came up just short. Yeah. And that's life. That's, that's life. But it's like, it's exciting to, to make a goal. Like my, my main goal that I don't really talk about too much on here is a little bit scary. You know, but it's like, it fucking makes me feel alive and it makes me willing to suffer. Like, I didn't really know if I wanted to fight three times this year, but to get this quicker, it'll sure help. Yeah. And so I'm like, okay, I can justify it. I can justify getting in a cage in my underwear and trying to fucking hurt somebody yeah. to get here. Yeah. You know? Do you know what? B before I wrote one of my goals, it might have even been the Think and Grow Rich thing the other day. It took me like two days to put it on paper because I was scared. Uh, and I even was walking around like pacing with my hands sweating because I was like, I don't know if I'm ready for this, right. you know? But like I eventually did it and I was... But ba back to what you were saying, I seen that in Dustin Poirier's face after Oliveira beat him this last mm. time too. Right after, you could, you could just see like the disappointment, but you could see him accepting like, I fucking tried like yeah. I fucking came here and fought and like I almost you could oh man you could just see all he was feeling but he was like accepting that like I failed like I got beat yeah but like I, I've I worked so hard and it just didn't work out and like you can't even put into words like the expression on his face but right. it was like you see it man there's something deep there like that's um, Kevin O'Leary was also on this podcast that I brought up about Barbara and not taking things personal 
Lewis asked him the same question. Like, what's a trait that you like to see in a person before you invest money in them? Because it's not always the business idea that they're investing in. A lot of times it's the person, you know? So like, I could have an idea, but they might look at me and be like, this guy's a fucking mess. I'm not giving him millions of dollars. Yeah. Uh, Kevin O'Leary said that what he looks for, he's like, I want an entrepreneur that has failed miserably once. At least one time, I want you to fail miserably so that you have a reality check. Wow. He's like, a lot of these entrepreneurs that haven't failed yet, or maybe they're too young, or they've been spoon-fed, or just things have been going their way. He's like, that won't happen forever. You will eat shit, and it'll be very painful. Mm -hmm. I want to know that you've eaten shit, went to the rock bottom, maybe went bankrupt, and then climbed out, and you're still on the path. You're Mm -hmm. still grinding. He's like, "I I need to see that you have failed miserably first. There's value to that, eh? Yeah. The comeback. Yeah. Well, like maybe like with a fighter, like a fighter who's maybe like never lost or something. Like a Jake Paul, he's fighting all these like very carefully selected people. Good. It's very smart of him. But again, it's like your ego will blow up more and more and you almost don't have a reality check of like something is going to happen where you're going to get flatlined or your business is going to tank. Yeah. I want to see how you respond there first. Yeah. Yeah. There's certain fighters like that, eh? Where like they get, they, they get beat they get their ass beat and then they come back like more focused and they're like, no, this mission's not over for me. Like Charles Oliveira, Charles Oliveira, Dustin Poirier. Yeah. 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 But he did 28 fights before he got a title fight crazy. in the UFC. Some, I think something it was, crazy. I think like it was that. 28 fights before he got a title fight. Unbelievable. Poha. Unreal. Um, I did want to talk a little bit just about, did you see the, the Jake Paul and Dana White beef right now? Hilarious. No, it's awesome. So it's cool on both of them. I think they're both handling it well. So did you see what Jake Paul, um, or sorry, uh, uh, so Jake Paul called out Dana White, said that you're a cokehead. You're always on coke. You okay. see that? No. So Dana White was like, I'm not on coke. Like, <laughs> he's like, okay, I'll tell you what, Jake. He's like, you can test me at random times for two years, or sorry, for 10 years. You can test me at random times if I'm on coke or not. But I get to test you in the next two years randomly if you're on steroids. And he's like, balls in your court. And I'm like, oh shit, clap back. Daddy, ah, daddy's fucking spoken. That's hilarious. And then Jake Paul's rebuttal, again, really clever. Whoever his management team, or if it's him, I don't know. He said, yeah. He's like, you can te- he's like I will literally sign up f- for the USADA testing program where they can come to my house at any time and yeah. test me just like you test UFC fighters. And he's like, I'll fight Masvidal in the UFC. He's like, I'll fight Masvidal in the UFC. You can test me for steroids. But then he had, he had like a bunch of stuff written up. So it was like, you have to pay your fighters this much. You have to do that. And it was like, it was almost restructuring how he treats yeah. the fighters. And so then, yeah, Dana White just comes on and he's like, uh, <clears throat> he basically just kind of like said that that's just fucking stupid. And he's like, look, he's like, I'll tell you what, a lot of people like, you know, you're not treating the fighters, you're not paying them. He's like, Let's see how long your organization lasts paying, paying fighters what you're paying them. Let's see. He's like, because none of them ha- are still around that do that. Affliction died real quick. Remember when they were paying all their fighters so much money? Yeah. Like there's been organizations that have tried to do that and they're all gone. Where are they at? Yeah. Like you can hate Dana White all you want. He's a good businessman. Mm-hmm. The UFC has been around for a long time. Yeah. They almost went bankrupt. Like he's made a lot of millionaires out of fighters, a lot of cool opportunities. Mm-hmm. Like, so yeah, they're, they're going, 
back and forth right now, but I was like, that's the drug test thing, I'm like, oh shit. That's entertaining. Yeah. I'd love to see him in Maserati fight. Yeah. That video was so funny of Nate Diaz flexing on that guy yeah. and spilling his beer everywhere. <laughs> yeah. It's funny, man. Everybody's just looking for an opportunity these days. Like that guy, I guess he's like an MMA fighter, like oh. a lower class. And he's like making all these like videos I've seen surfacing on Instagram, like calling out Nate Diaz. And he's like, Dana, like, let me fight him in the UFC. I've been training. I'm going to knock him out first round. No shit. Everyone just wants their chance. Everyone wants their shot. <laughs> yeah. But, um, there's one other thing that I was going to say. Let's hear it. And then I'm pretty much done. Yeah, that's all I got. We're so. probably close to an hour, right? Yeah. Um, over. You know, we were like, you, I know you had like kind of your um, think and grow rich mantra. Um, and I, I've, I've had one that for, I've said for a while and I've had other ones that I don't talk about on here. But man, this one, it's simple. It was just focus. That's it. It's just focus. I feel like that's like a, and I've read this many times, heard it on many podcasts and just understand it. Most people that have like a lot of success or reach their goals or whatever it is, even like being a good family person, it's your ability to focus on your kids, focus on your wife, your husband, your work, focus. Like that is the only thing that's in front of you. And one of the things that that, um, the guy who wrote Driven, Robert Hirjevic, yeah, he said that uh, one of the keys, at least in his mind, of successful people was that when they're talking to you, you're the only person there. They have an ability to like make you feel important to make you feel like, oh fuck, this person's actually listening to me. I've heard that before. You yeah. know? And so like for, for me, yeah, I just, I just, I, w- I want that, like, I want focus. And Leo's, I, I was reading yesterday about Leo's, actually I think, I think uh, um, Zeus was a Leo. He's very distracted though. He'd get distracted a lot. I think a lot of Leo's are known to get like wanderous. And sometimes they can they can leave from their passions, but then they have to try to come back. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, I have that in me where it's like I, I have these desires and I have these things that I'm going for, but it's like for whatever reason I get pulled. I'm like, oh, what's fuck Fauci? <laughs> Start yelling yeah, about yeah, shit yeah. that like had nothing to do with, or yeah. kind of has something to do with me. But I get distracted. Yeah. So a simple thing that I'm just gonna tell myself over and over and over again all year is focus. Fucking the rock. Focus. You know, he always said that for a little Dude, while. Very true. That's a great mantra. Yeah. Nice and simple. simple. Focus. Exactly. And that's what the reading it, it, in the morning and at night is, is bringing you back to focus. Yeah. Some of the people that are the most unfulfilled that I can think of that I know in life are the most unfocused people that are scattered yeah. and can't finish one task. Yeah. Focus, man. Well, cause that, this author in the book, this, and I totally relate with this and I bet a lot of people have been here. Like for her, she gets so much more fulfillment, joy, happiness, contentment of doing something, one thing really well compared to doing a bunch of other things mediocre. So like she had a bunch of random jobs. It'd be be like she'd do this job for five years, this job for three, this job for two. And the initial excitement of first starting a new job, you're like, oh yeah, like sweet. And then you stop and you have to restart over here. She was like... Now that I, she's like a psychologist, she's an author, she's like helping kids um, find their path early on. She gets a lot of fulfillment out of that, but yeah. she's been doing it like 20 fucking years. Mm-hmm. And she's like, the, the the results or rewards or the outcomes that I get from staying on that one path and focusing mm-hmm. is so much better than just dabbling in a bunch of shit, watching the news here, watching this here, just just touching the surface of a bunch of random yeah, shit. Exactly. You know, she's like, I'd rather you deep 
deep dive and like deepen your passion and your love and understanding for that one particular thing. Mm. I'm like, yeah, I relate to that for sure. Totally, man. Uh, Andrew Huberman, I was listening to him recently on Lewis Howes. He was talking of like, you know, just a renowned like doctor, like, a, you know, some of the most, you know, intelligent people. And you listen to like the way their day is structured and it's like, two hours of focused work a day, mm. you know, like maybe sometimes I'll get back to it in the afternoon and do another two hours. So like four hours, but it's yeah. like from 10 to 12, like the phone's away. I'm in my office. Nobody can distract me. Like focused work, two hours, like whether it's writing, whether it's research, yeah. like you need that and you don't need a lot of it, Yeah. but it's like, show me consistent focused work and like you will accomplish you know 100 that's how i feel man with with what i do in real estate i can be here and there all over the day but i need like two three hours of like dialed in work mm -hmm. and that's where the magic happens yeah. you know 100 you can practice it on the regular like every time you meet a client like maybe you you have like a breathing thing where it's like it just reminds you to be like hey they are all that matters yeah like when i do privates i like i do that i do 45 minute sessions so like, but then I, so I'll, I'll do like a seven thirty eight thirty nine thirty. So between each one, I have 15 minutes to kind of like de-stress from the last one and then think about the next person coming in. Okay. Mm -hmm. We're going to work on this, this, and this, and now dial in. And so like with my job, I like it because I get those little breaks, but also when I'm actually doing my job and holding pads, I have to be focused. They're yeah. fucking throwing kicks and punches at me. I can't be like fucking bills and oh, like, I got to totally. be like super dialed in yeah. and you can see it in Dwayne Ludwig. Hey, eh? like when we're drilling, like, missile focus like I'm, I'm leaning over right now but this is what he does if you're drilling he'll like fucking put two hands on his legs he'll bend his back and lean into you and he will just watch you with laser focus especially if your technique is good he's trying to find one little thing that he could help you with yeah and so he has to be so dialed in and present yeah to help you yeah and I love that love it so focused that's that's one thing that I know but it's like I still need to improve sometimes I'm good at it but it's like sometimes I get, you know, like you're showing a house and like you're checking an email on the side when they're in a different room. And it's like, you can't do that. Like you yeah. need to show people that respect and be like, I'm here for you. Yeah. Especially if you're like providing a service or something like hundred percent. And that's yeah. one thing I wanted to talk about too. I didn't want to just talk about like goal setting and shit. I wanted to <clears> talk <throat> about one thing that I felt was shit this year or 2021, um, focus in some ways because a lot of shit was going on. There was so much media outrage and like civil dispute and like articles and, you know, clashing articles. And this, this expert says this, and this says that. And I felt like I was getting pulled into that. I was losing focus and getting yeah. distracted by these people having these debates that like were out of my league, you know, and I was getting a little bit too opinionated on things that I don't have that much of a grasp on or an understanding and I think it's okay to every everyone has their opinion and is entitled to that but I think I got a little bit too emotionally attached to my opinions and my input on that matter where I didn't do a big enough deep dive to even have that I shouldn't have had that strong of a feeling and I shouldn't have been triggered that many times throughout this year so fuck it wasn't all it wasn't all up man I really felt like that pandemic weight and that bullshit that was happening because it does affect it's our life. To. It's hard not to. But yeah, yeah I just, I, I think I was, yeah, I was battling that constantly of like going yeah. from focusing to all of a sudden, like, well, what about this over here? We need to yeah. talk about this on the podcast. Yeah. But then I'd get all worked up and emotional. And then if we'd post the podcast, I'm like, fuck, I shouldn't have said that. Do you know what? After I listened to the last episode, that's one thing I was thinking was like, 
I don't like us as much when we're like talking about like the vaccines and the pandemic. I was like, like, I think people would like listening to us to get away from that stuff. And, and again, sometimes it's hard not to, and it's okay to have opinions, but it's like, I think our best product is when we're talking about what's in our realm, not about like yeah. how frustrated we are with these decisions. And yeah, yeah, man. And it goes back to focus. Like, what do we like to do? I love podcasting. I love reading. Like I love living in my van, love hanging out with Aaron, walking my dog. I love martial arts through what I just listed there and living my life. I should be able to gather enough fun information to think about myself and then to try to put it out on the podcast. Mm -hmm. Like half the shit I covered today, it's from my, the book that I read and there were mm -hmm. the podcasts I listened to yeah. or like the actual experience that I had. That is much more fun and fulfilling to me. And that way I feel like I'm actually making the world a better place as opposed to just adding my two cents, which is very invaluable because I don't understand the situation that well. Yeah. yeah. And like complaining, you know, like I'm speaking for myself too. Yeah. You know, it's like these leaders, these decisions, you know, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. So anyway, this year it's uh it's focus, baby. Yeah, 2022. Focus, I like it. Let's go champ. Yeah. New Year's Eve. Thank y'all for listening. Is yeah. that that's it? Yeah, episode forty three. That's it. Let's go.